0: Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877 351 See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of the Deucebacks podcast. There is a lot of content lined up for the day. We are going to look at the French Open, the victors and the vanquished. We are also going to look at the results post uh, the Sharapova case. We are going to discuss in depth as to who has made more mess of this case. Is it Sharapova? Is it the ITF? Is it the tribunal? We are going to look lots of aspects. Uh, we are also going to look at the Olympic team being chosen by India for the Olymp- uh, uh, for for the upcoming Rio de Janeiro 2016 Olympics and examine the politics behind it because India is usually associated with politics in choosing teams. It's not restricted to tennis. It's there everywhere. But not to deviate, let's just get right into it. And today I'm joined by Joey, a regular on the podcast these days. Hey, Joey, how are you doing, man?
2: I'm doing good, Sri. Yourself?
1: Yeah, doing all good. So let's just get into it. So as uh, sun rises in the heat, Yes, Djokovic has won another op- open. He's on course to complete the uh, Grand Slam this year. So, w- opening thoughts about Djokovic. So, the only slam he didn't he hadn't won, but it seemed kind of straightforward. Would you say?
2: I, I do. I, he's. I think after he la- he won his last major, I think I tweeted out death taxes and him <laughs> winning a, and him winning a final. It's he just there's no consistent competition anymore. His two
1: this is, this is almost hitting the heights of Arsenal finishing top four.
2: <laughs> yeah, he, he just he dominates everybody. Um, his two big competitors, um Federer, who I mean let's face it, he's he's downside of his career. He um I think he's thirty one now, which sounds crazy to say you're on the downside of your career, but in tennis that really is. You you only have such a shelf life and he's not going to he's going to pose no threat anymore and Nadal Nadal's hurt all the time so it's a shame but he really he's got the knee problems back problems and Andy Murray who who I actually like but he's not really a threat to him he really isn't he he can be but he's just not consistent so it's almost a cakewalk all the time
1: yeah and let's not forget the significance of this this is the only one he's not one and He was expected to win last year. Uh, We should clearly agree that Stan Rorinka winning it was a huge shock. But this time, he he had to face Andy Murray in the finals. They they played recently at the Italian Open. where Murray actually beat Djokovic. So, there were odds in favour in terms of recent trends. But Djokovic also started wobbly. You could say in the final, lost the first set. But the other three sets were like... it, It was almost like you knew Djokovic would still win in four. Even though he was so messed up. The first set.
2: Yeah, I was waiting for a really good match, and you're right. That first set was like, oh, okay, here we go. Maybe we'll get a real good final, something to actually watch. And then he just stomped over Murray for the next three sets. So I, it's it does make it difficult to watch when pretty much the same person is winning every single time. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the underdog. I like the upsets, uh, but yeah, it's just it's a shame he. It's really, really difficult to watch sometimes because you, you know the outcome. It's not
1: fun. <laughs> so, considering the final when and Andy Murray did look good in this tournament, you we would agree on that that Andy Murray actually looked in real good form.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, no, he looked he looked in great form. I, I totally agree with that. I just think that the problem is is nobody ever is going to remember that because <laughs> um, nobody ever remembers second place. So. If you don't win, you look back and, you know, people who like tennis like us will say, yeah, he played really well there. But the common fan who just is watching it on TV and go, oh, yeah, same guy, same guy wins. Oh, how did Andy Murray play? I'm not sure. I just know that he lost in the final. But he he did play well. He played well the whole tournament.
1: Yeah, and he also Djokovic also termed this one of his best moments in the game and he's had lots of great moments. He talked about his Davis Cup victory in two thousand ten, was it? I think, yeah, two thousand ten and winning the Wimbledon in two thousand eleven and he compared this and he's he's now on at twelve. So Joey, do you think he, one there are two parts to it. Do you think he can do the grand slam, that is win the four? Can he can he actually make it the Golden Slam this summer with the Olympics?
2: Uh I I certainly think he can. The only thing I think that would be stopping him is maybe getting tired, because tennis is really growing on your body. And we'll see. I mean, he he's a high, he's a high, um, high performance athlete. Uh, all those I guys are. But I certainly Olympics think he can that.
1: Olympics coming once in four years. I think just makes it the top priority. I would assume. Federer thinks oh, so. Yeah. He's very sure he wants to do the Olympics.
2: I think, he, I think he will, and I think he should. I mean, that that is – I mean, every four years, that's a – does it really get any higher? I mean, in any sport that participates in athletic Olympic events, I don't think it gets any higher. If you told me, would you rather have a um, – you know, money aside, would you rather have a Grand Slam title or an Olympic gold medal for your country – I know which one I'd pick every time and that's the that's the gold medal.
1: Absolutely. And and let's not forget we I'm not sure how many formats is Djokovic going to play but I'm very sure Federer is going to play the singles. I I've heard he's definitely playing the mixed doubles with Hingis. Federer might play the doubles with Wawrinka. I'm not sure how many how many formats is Djokovic going to play in the Olympics. So I think it could depend on that but Winning this, he's now the first player, I think, after 47 years to hold all four titles consecutively. Does it inch him towards almost to the tip of being the greatest of all time? Where does it place him now, considering he's now literally ticked this French Open off from his list? Mm, that's a great question.
2: Uh, I think he's certainly in that conversation of guys, you know, your Sampras and your Agassi, Federer, um, your 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 big ones, your best ones of all time. I think if he does it at the pace he's at, and it's going to be hard because, you know, like I said earlier with age and tennis, they seem to lose their game at the snap of the fingers. But if he continues winning championships and grand slams and just dominating his sport completely, he could be. I mean, there's certainly a case to be made that he could be the best player to ever play tennis in men's singles.
1: Let's also remember that, Neither Nadal or Federer have held all four together. So amongst this competitors, he's already had this one one achievement now, which is which is not there with either other. So it, I I think it's pretty clear amongst this competition now he's the greatest of all time. Or do you think it's still Federer or Nadal are in touch with in terms of the greatest of all time competition amongst his contemporaries? Uh,
2: amongst the competitors right now, yeah, I I, th- I think he is. As much as Federer dominated for his period of time. I think uh, jo- Djokovic is more accomplished. What he's doing right now, a lot of people may disagree. I know there's a lot of you and I both know some Federer fans. Um, they might disagree, <laughs> but um, no, I would I would agree with that. I think Djokovic is probably more accomplished at his height than Federer was, or yeah.
1: But this. Is- I'm just waiting to see whether he's going to eclipse Graf in doing the 88 Golden Slam. I, for me, that is the greatest achievement I can think of personally in tennis because I'm not that old now. So for me, my greatest achievement I've seen in tennis was the 88 Golden Slam by Graf. So I'm I'm waiting to see whether he's going to do it. But kudos to Djokovic, he's ticked off the only slam. Why is it though, uh, I on an off-track question, I wanted to ask you, Joey, why do you think lots of players... Actually, their last is they have not won. It seems to be the French Open.
2: Um, played on clay, maybe. It's, it's it's hard surface to play on. Um, you, you, a lot of times you see, they're not specialists per se, but you see a lot of the same players winning the same. And I think, that, I can't remember who, but there was a few guys, I believe. I'm sure you might be able to answer this better. There was a lot of people who, that was their last Grand Slam they had to get. I don't know if that was... Was it Sam- Sampras had he had problems with um, was it the French or was it?
1: It was the French. It was okay, the French. Yeah. Same with Federer.
2: That's what I thought. So that's a it. It's hard to play on that surface. It really is.
1: I, I. It also it creates problems for players who are used to closing out points earlier, because it is far more tougher to close out points on French Open because it favors retrievers. So you need that. St- one is what you talked about, stamina, and you also need the patience to continue to be in the point. Because we have seen lots of times with Nadal, there is literally zero chance he needed to be in that point, but he converts those adverse scenarios into actually winning points, and that has been the strength for Nadal. So I think that is what maybe why players like Sampras, uh, even with Federer and Djokovic, maybe because. They have struggled to close out points. They have been too impatient in closing out points, is my view. But Djokovic has now re- Djokovic has this combo of ability to endure and fight it out, but need the power game to close out points. Also, I think that yeah, has helped him.
2: Yeah, he's he's already cut you off there. He's he's such a smart player. He's adjusted his game so well, and that's the sign of a champion, isn't it? That's one of the signs of a champion.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So any other thoughts from the men's side you want to talk about, Joey? We have talked about Murray. We have also talked about Djokovic. Any other points you had? Wawrinka couldn't defend, obviously.
2: No, I I mean, like I said, I think my mindset is that when I'm watching a major, I just assume Djokovic is going to win every time. (laughs) Um, And it it was great tennis. There was a lot of great matches. Um, I missed a lot of them because of the time difference. That's always tough. But you know the front Open's got a special, just got a special. It's got, it's like Wimbledon for me. It's just a little special event. So um, yeah. But as far as any surprises, not not huge surprises. I kind of expected Murray to get there, and I certainly expected Djokovic to get there. I would have liked a better match in the final. It got me pumped up, got me a little too excited when Murray took the first set. But again, it's that he just ran rampant right over him in three straight.
1: Mm-hmm. So let, let's get into the women's side Another, uh, As we said, another victory for Djokovic We should say another finals loss you know, for Serena It's uh, now on the bounce, a second loss And again, she took it really sportingly, very good to see But a new champion again on the women's side This seems to be as common as a non-new champion on the men's side
2: Yeah, no, it really is I. I- I don't really know much about, is it Muguruza? I'm not even sure if I'm a butcher in her name. <laughs> um, but I, I, I get angry because I want my, I like Serena. You guys know I like Serena. And I want her to win. I really want her, she's, I mean, she's a 21-time Grand Slam champion. I want her to reach that, uh, at least tie that record. And it's frustrating because I'm American, she's American. I'm always going to root for America, probably while the rest of the world is rooting against her. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she didn't play well. She played terrible uh what is it, 7 was a 7564 i think it ended and she lost some straight sets too yeah straight sets yeah i don't i just don't you know fair play to the woman who won um again mugaruza i i'm butchering her name i apologize but she won fair and square she played well i just it's heartbreaking cuz I, I i love serena and she ha- she did handle it well although i think she put out a a video recently saying how super pissed she was so <laughs>
1: being pissed with herself is acceptable champions are there because they want to win they all mm-hmm. they don't like losing but to blame it on others or just not being sportsmanlike is another thing but the really funny thing at least with gabri in this year was she's had actually a terrible year till date she 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 hasn't i don't think she made even a semi final this year i think except just before the clay court season. she got through to the semi final in rome i believe but she she she's actually had a bad year and last year was a breakthrough literally she she literally had a great run again she made the final of wimbledon but she's beaten serena in the french open before i think i'm not sure i think was it 2 years ago or 3 years yeah, I think ago
2: you're, yeah you're right they talked about that she did beat her um
1: yeah, and when the, she was unseeded
2: yes yeah and the funny thing about her is um you know her i think she's been quoted before saying her idol is serena williams so it's. it's it's kind of funny when she beats her but i mean it, i don't think it's funny but i guess it's funny in the overall scheme that hey i just what my idol's butt so
1: <laughs> and uh, there was one thing she she had a good run as we discussed in 2015 she made the final she has a great game but she seemed to be struggling in the ability to to handle her temperament and composure in closing out. And she went out and actually hired a coach called Sam Sumik, who who actually coached Azarenka to the Australian Open titles. So she's actually, she there was an immediate impact in her game. Like she went to the semifinal of the year end championship and her ability to close out games and maintain her composure seemed to have been improved because she would show her emotions totally on the court, at least whatever... I've seen, you could clearly see how her mind was working by looking at her face. But this time, she she seemed more calm and more composed. And I think it, it was, her game is great. Uh, I think she's, she, but uh, for me, she reminded me of how Quitova was when she broke through and won the Wimbledon huge power game in terms of serve, yeah. all court game. She reminded me of Quitova and I, I really did quit over so i'm but with women's section as we discuss it's tough to predict can we say jokovic has won french open Djokovic would be a huge member for sure 100 percent can we share with muguroza she is a finalist last year so can you say she would reach the final this year we don't know and that's the good thing and that's the bad thing about the women's section now currently would you agree joey
2: oh i, I totally agree yeah you can pretty much i mean serena is always pretty much there now she doesn't make the final every time but everybody else you flip a coin you just don't know how people are going to play it's one of the if you're a gambling man which which i'm not um you'd probably be losing a lot of money trying to figure out who's going to make it because i i would have never picked this woman to get there and not only to get there but to win a, a huge major like that is it's impressive it really is but yeah i agree 100 i
1: good luck trying to
2: pick who's going to win anything
1: after the f- one impressive stat I saw with her was after the first round in the tournament, she's not dropped a set till winning the tournament. Imagine yeah. doing that in your first championship, first title-winning championship. That's astounding.
2: It really is. That, that's so much pressure, and to be able, and to play like that is—it's just amazing. I mean, I like—I'm gonna follow her from now on. But um, this is gonna be the hardest thing for her: trying to be consistent, <laughs> trying to trying to keep winning uh, championships, win titles, but. It, you're right. I mean, you really don't see, other than Serena, um, there's nobody who, I mean, Kerber's been really good, but there's not a lot of ones who stand out and go, hey, yeah, she has a good chance. She'll definitely be there. You just don't say that much in women's tennis anymore.
1: Yeah. She, it's, again, as we talk with Quitova, we, we need to see what's going to actually happen. Is there going to be a consistency in terms of whether women's section there are going to be clear contenders or not? We, we will need to see. So uh, we talked about Serena being denied for the 22nd title. Now she's lost seven fans of the U.S. Now she's lost the finals here. So what what do you think? Is, is that a problem with Serena?
2: I think it's starting to turn into one. and I, I hate to admit that, but she would. I don't think Serena in the past would have ever lost two Grand Slam finals in a row like that. Um, I don't know. I, I don't see her game slipping too much, so I, I don't want to blame it on that. But it does look like she's really losing composure in finals, and I don't remember, off the top of my head, her doing that consistently. Let alone really ever. So that's it, it, maybe that's maybe in when she gets to these finals, in the back of her mind, you know, as competitors, you know, they want, they know where they're at. They, she know how many Grand Slams she has. I think maybe in the back of her mind, she's thinking, I need to win this to get. Up the top, I need to. This is what I need to reach the the pinnacle of my career. Maybe nerves are getting to her. I don't think she'll ever admit that. But she just she did not play well. She played so bad. And, you know, if you looked at the rest of the tournament, she didn't have a whole lot of trouble. And to not even win a set in the, in the championship is it's kind of embarrassing. I mean, I hate to say it like that, but it really is.
1: So, uh, any other. Takeaways from French Open. I would like to talk about Dominic Thiem. You followed him.
2: Uh, the doubles teams.
1: No, no, Dominic Thiem, the guy who reached the semi-final from the men's uh, section.
2: I know who he is, but I can't sit here and say I know a ton about him. No,
1: I can't even say he was the guy on with the zebra top. There were so many with the zebra tops, so it would be even <laughs> tougher to say he was the guy with the zebra top. So, but, but we, we could say, but this slam, would you say was? One of the least attractive ones other than the Jokovic firm, we have had Nadal pull out, Federer has dropped out, its smart Martin series Nishikori, everybody had a bad tournament. Uh, we have had Songa had an injury, Azarenka pulled out. There have been so many injuries so and so much of delays due to range. Do you think this was one of the least popular slams or would you think it was still good? I mean, it was good, but I, I, with
2: star power-wise, yeah, it, it, that's what you want to see, don't you? I mean, if you want to see the best of the best and... Then... You know, or injuries and bad playing aside, took that away. So, yeah, it's, you know, on a regular tournament, I'm pumped to see big matches. I want to see the best play the best. And that wasn't, I mean, other than the championship, like you just said, I didn't really see that. So I wasn't as excited for it. Um, I'm really excited for Wimbledon. But, um, yeah, or not Wimbledon, excuse me, US Open. But, yeah, I'm <laughs> you all over skip,
1: it. just skipped, literally, Wimbledon. I did.
2: I skipped it. I completely skipped it. So, <laughs> yeah, I just... um. Yeah it was a good tournament I would not call that a great tournament by any stretch of the imagination though.
1: Good so but since you mentioned Wimbledon so is Djokovic you in by the way there's there's a news that uh, who was it I think Warinka has gone and added uh, Kracic to his uh, coaching team I think people oh, might Oh really? Yeah yeah I saw see Krachik, we might remember the Kracic of Malibay Washington fame you might know Joey, talking of Malibay Washington
2: uh, the former uh, U.S. player, right?
1: Yeah, he, he was the finalist when Kratich won.
2: Yeah, I yeah, remember I, I remember him. Yeah, he had a not such a great career, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> the peak that's, of his career, you could say. Yeah, yeah, but he was, was good at the peak of his.
2: Yeah, that's that was probably the peak of his career. But um, so he is he coaching? Who's he coaching now?
1: Kraczyk I think, is joining the Waringka team. Ah, uh,
2: well, I mean, I, I don't think it could hurt Stan's game. I, I, I don't think he performed as well as I thought he was going to the French Open.
1: Yeah, so I, I, I also thought he didn't. But it's clear that plans are already being made for Wimbledon. So, Djokovic, clear favorite in the men's section?
2: Big time. Yeah, I, like I said, I every time... It's a surface a
1: which suits him.
2: Yeah, it is. I think anything suits him at this point. I mean, <laughs> like you said earlier, the French Open was his bugaboo, but he... he took that by the um, you-know-what, and just uh, he killed that. He killed that tournament. He did what he set out to do. And like I said, until I see him slip, until I see a bad injury, um, I'm just going to assume that he's going to at least be in the final every time. And maybe that's you know, a little silly on my part, but who else is really out there who can, who can play with him? If he's on top of his game, and I know, I know it's a big if, but if he's on top of his game, there's nobody who's going to beat him.
1: They should play handicap against him, two-on-one.
2: <laughs> like in golf they should give people you know points instead of strokes
1: <laughs> they should say okay you, we are playing a five setter but the first two sets you already won jokers needs to win the next day something like that they need to play such kind of achievement unlock rounds Maybe no, that would Jockers. that would
2: be good yeah make him make him win three straight sets i love that that'd be great
1: come to that level now but we are going to move into the topic which you have been waiting, Joy. So let's talk Sharapova. She's been handed a two-year ban. There's no clarity as to is that ban, what does that ban intend to communicate? the Ban is on one side, but what, what does the tribunal intend to communicate? I'm not sure whether they mean she took it intentionally, whether she didn't take it in, in, un, intentionally. Or is it intentionally unintentional or unintentionally intentional? I'm not clear. I've gone mad reading that report. So I'm going to let you break down the... Break down the ban and your opinion on it.
2: (laughs) Okay. So the Sharapova thing is very convoluted. Um, I'm going to read her statement afterwards, and then I'll go from there. So her statement is, While the ITF tribunal concluded correctly that I did not intentionally violate the anti-doping rules, I cannot accept an unfairly harsh two-year suspension. The tribunal, whose members were selected by the ITF, agreed that I do not do anything intentionally wrong, yet they seek to keep me from playing tennis for two years. And then she goes on to say, I will immediately appeal this at the ruling of the CAS, which is the Court of Arbitration for Sport. Now, the big, big problem with this, um, and I'm on record saying I don't like Sharapova, but I do believe that everybody should be treated equally. Um, She did take it. She was intentionally taking it. And it was banned. I believe I think it was six months before her test, which ironically was versus a match versus Serena Williams. Um, but if if that, they're told of these any kind of product that is banned, so she should have known. Somebody in her team should have known that. Now the problem with this is that the ITF left it to where. It's up for interpretation, and you just can't do that. If you do that, you're now allowing her to win the appeal. And I honestly think, I think it, even if it was just put on the market as a banned substance, it seems like it would help your game, which means it'd be a PED, performance enhancing drug, which you're not allowed to do. Um, the, it, it just, to me, is—I think her suspension will be reduced. I don't think it should be, but because they left it for interpretation, it's going to get, and look, here's the other big thing. Look at her sponsors. Her A lot of her sponsors stayed with her. Nike is a huge, huge sponsor. Don't you think that they would have already dropped her in a second if they thought for one minute that this would have held up? I don't I, Nike is not dumb they have some of the top top athletes in the world. there's not a chance that they would hang on to her I mean look at look at Tiger woods look what happened to him and he didn't even take performance enhancing drugs you know he had unfortunately he was stupid with his marriage and was cheating on her and that came out and many people dropped him for that and I don't agree with that of course but now we're into a whole new performance enhancing drug this is a whole different animal you know she was taking this for a long time it was banned they should have known about it uh, the testing again i'll go back to the report you got they left that for interpretation it was really dumb and i think by doing that it, it, they're essentially saying that in the same breath they're saying you took it on purpose you knew you were to, you knew you were taking it but it, you know it, but now they're saying to her there was discrepancies in it so now she's going to run with that she, and I get, I'm telling you right now, she is going to get that ban reduced and it's going to set a really bad precedence for PED users in the future. It's it's going to be a nightmare.
1: Uh, see, for me, the question is that even the tribunal has not been sure because there are only two things. Either she cheated or she's not cheated. Now, unintentionally or intensely, it doesn't matter. Cheating is cheating. So if she's cheated, it's four years straight. And she's completely not cheated, but she's taken it completely unknowingly, but still a banned substance, you get one year. It's quite clear they have taken the middle part, even they are not sure. Because there are arguments on either side, it's quite clear. She seems to suggest that not enough information was given, but the tribunal also seems to suggest that she's not disclosed this medicine that she's been consuming. Her argument has been that I've been taking it for years. Nobody has asked me what I'm taking, but I'm not sure... It's, I'm sure it's your responsibility to disclose whatever drugs you are taking. Would that be right?
2: That is right, and I, I know she was taking. Was it a nasal spray? And this is the part where she loses me. That she did, or her team, whatever you want, her or her team did disclose what she was taking. Now, why would you not say about the other drug if you were if you weren't worried about getting caught about it? That's the thing that you could you can you can cry foul all you want and say, well. I was taking it for a while, and then it became banned. I do agree with you there. Cheating is cheating, and it should be a straight four years because there's no – you either cheated or you didn't. There's no gray area. It's black or white. But by this report, which confuses everybody, now I think she has a not necessarily a loophole, but she does have a way out of this now. And I think she's played it pretty good up until this point.
1: See, there are also other couple of points I want your take on, Joey. So one is that her argument is that there is no clear cut evidence yet that this specific substance mel- melodinate and the tablet melodinium which she's consuming has to be has been proven as performance in. Now the whole thing about Vara banning it was so many athletes tested positive for that they have suspected it could be performance enhancing, but she's. I think there has been a quote of this report from American College of Clinical Pharmacology. I'm just quoting it word to word. You might know it better, Joy. That they have released findings. It seems uh, absolutely questioning the fact that there is a clear cut performance enhancing. Effect by consuming the drug is the question. That is one question I wanted to ask you on. But there's also another question that it seems Sharapova tested positive for this substance five times in the last year, in 2015. But yet the ITF nor Sharapova were made aware. Now, if, as, as a drug authority like Vada, if you're going to ban a drug it, and you find some athlete using it, it makes common sense to communicate it to them, right?
2: Yeah, I, I, you're right. It does, and that's where I think we're giving them too much credit. Is the common sense department? <laughs> um, that's a huge problem. And again, it goes back to what I was saying about gray area. It, there should be no gray area. Uh, I do. I understand that she was. She was. Te- yeah, she did test five times for it in 2005. So clearly, she was not trying to hide it. There, I mean, there, she. Why, why would you take it that much? And you know, they can get into the area of she was taken every morning before her matches, maybe she did think it was helping her. But again, it, it's just, it's tough. I mean, I do think she should be banned. It's the drugs on the ban list, except the ban. But I have a really good feeling that that two years is going to be reduced greatly.
1: The biggest damning thing was that she's not disclosed this substance in any of her forms she signed, doping control forms. There have been reports that she's not disclosed it, but Sharapova's argument, and she's also told that she's taken this mildronate substance before each of her matches at the yep. Australian Open. She's also taken it in matches against Serena Williams. There have been reports she's used. And she, she, Sharapova has told the tribunal that she thought that she had to declare only items which she was taking every day. I don't know how this assumption came into... They should. I'm not sure you are supposed to declare only what you consume daily. Any any drug goes into the list. Right. Am I right, Joey?
2: Yeah, I think. Yeah, you are right. That's anything that you're taking, even if it's Tylenol has to be put on there. Uh, That's well-known knowledge. So, again, that's where she loses me. If you want to build a case that, oh, well, it was only banned six months, but it was still banned. It was still banned. And anything that you're taking, whether, like I said, it be Tylenol, a vitamin, um, you have to let them know. I don't know why she went out of her way to try and hide it, is what it appears.
1: Yeah, and the most funny thing is, okay, she started consuming it in, let's say, years ago, 10 years ago. Let's say it's legal. She consumes it. Yes, it is available over the counter in Russia, maybe. So she continues it. But post-2006, I'm not sure there has been any, she's at least not disclosed anywhere, that there has been a diagnosis which shows that she needs to take this drug.
2: No, I have not seen anything or heard anything like that. And I think by now that you would if she needed to take this drug. I mean, it's an over-the-counter drug. It's probably in your, your GNC, what we have around here. Um, you can get it there. It, it's, you know, it, it is
1: because she's complicating her case because on one hand, you don't uh, you don't con- you don't have an official report saying she needs to consume it. You mm-hmm. don't declare it in the doping forms. She specifically consumes on match days. If you just add up all these three, it clearly shows she did it intentionally, right? Yeah, that's
2: because, exactly. yep, yep, that's right.
1: So that makes it four years straight away.
2: Yeah, and that's what and that's what you're right. That is exactly what the penalty says. If she knew what she was doing and by what you and I just said and by what the the facts say, then that's that's right. Um, if that report, that thirty three page report wasn't so convoluted, this would, this would not be a problem. She would not, Even if she appealed, I don't think she'd have a chance. But now they left it up for interpretation, and I, I just don't understand why you would even do that. I have no clue how that helps anybody. I don't understand that.
1: But, but I'm just going to quote what they have written in that report. They talk about the fact that Sharapova inquired about having a new nasal spray and whether she can continue, whether she can consume it, and then the tribunal talks about that they have made an inference that since she asked about that spray, she should ask about Melodinium. I'm not sure whether, wha- where is the relation between two drugs? She, if she, if her argument is that she doesn't know this is banned or doesn't know that Melodinium is part of it, why would she ask about a drug? She's asking about a new drug because she wants to consume it. So that there is an open question in that paragraph. Then they talk about the manner in which she has taken it and and that she's concealed it from declaring it in forms and even not disclose it to her own team, clearly must inevitably... There's this phrase where they have said about must inevitably lead to the conclusion. Where is the question of inevitable? She's she's not diagnosed and... Need, she doesn't have a prescription, you could say. Official prescription, maybe by, by the ITF doctor saying she needs to use it. She's not declared it on form. She's consumed it on match days. There is she consumes it when there is intensive training this drug may or may not be PE but she's, but she's not look for it she's not let her own team know it so where is the question of inevitable it is clear case of concealment of consumption of an illegal drug so I'm not sure why is it it's it's almost like the tribunal as you said clearly have letters it's like a movie, movie left unfinished you decide what should the climax be they have left us to yeah. let us to decide what it should be.
2: That's exactly right. The key words in that in that tribunal are they concluded that she did not intentionally violate. And when you say that, now the person can use that against you in the court of public opinion. And then that's where you run into problems. Because they say, Well, yes, it's banned. That's a banned substance. Accept your penalty. Yeah, we know you didn't intentionally take it, but wouldn't be the wouldn't the point of PEDs would be to intentionally take them to help you win matches. If they just worded it differently, we wouldn't be having this conversation.
1: Hmm. But, and and just not quite clear, she took a substance which is banned. They accepted that she should have informed others. Okay, you blame all the system, but you were communicated about this ban. I'm not sure why is this left open to interpretation is a huge it's a huge question to me. But uh, there are a couple of other things just to move on. on Extending this doping thing, uh, Andrew Magoff from New Zealand, one of our regular contributors of AA, was kind enough to send me a couple of audio clips, Joy. So he talked oh, about okay. where there has been surveys where players think that not enough has been done in terms of checking for doping and not enough uh, frequency is done. And, and he's also sent an audio clip where people... People think that Sharapova is the, one of the most... She's the biggest diva, not in a good way. And she's one of the most overrated players. And they do believe she's consumed. Uh, she should be banned at least for two years, if not for four years. Uh, but there, is, there was one part, I think, I'm not remembering, but they, they... In the survey said, around 65% believe it should be a one-year ban and only around 30% believe it should be a multi-year ban. So why do you think people believe that it should have been one year means she she's clear of the cheating angle and that has been the defense. so do you think this now it's though it's two years i think it's now 18 months effective is that right yes Would i believe be that's right months? Yeah. yeah so do you think it's actually going to come down to 12 months as the uh, survey indicates
2: yes yeah i absolutely do and i don't agree with it but i, I again i keep going back to the same thing you left it up for interpretation, you messed it up, and now you're going to have everybody in the public looking down at you going, oh, see, this is what you get, government bodies messing up government, and that that's, that's terrible. Uh, but I know, I think I kind of, I, I don't kind of, I absolutely agree that she should get at least two years. You cheated. There's no other way around it. Whether you intentionally or unintentionally did it, which I don't think she unintentionally did it, she was clearly taking it multiple times and thought it had some kind of um, help for her performance it, public opinion. That's, that's fine. Them polls are great. And I, but I do, unfortunately I do think it will come down. I just don't think that it should, I think it should be the four years. I mean, you just can't tennis has had a long history with cheaters. I mean, and a lot of sports have, especially doping. Um, yeah, no, I, I, poll or not poll I'm in the camp of you should, that should either increase Or keep it at two years and let her try to come back at 31. Um, I know a lot of people love her, so that's going to play into the fact that, uh, yeah, reduce it, reduce it. I mean, she's a pretty blonde. To act like that doesn't play a part is probably naive on my part.
1: So uh, there's one more thing that she's going to go to CAS. It's quite sure she's going to appeal there and... Ten, at least tennis persons with respect to CAS, there has been a good recent history for players who have appealed. M- Maren Silich, Viktor Troshke, all have got their bans lessened, which mm-hmm. have been drug banned. So there is a precedent that CAS might. T- and there are so many flaws in the reports, a proper legal system can literally tear this report to shreds, saying it's more of an opinion than a than conclusion, right?
2: That's right. Yeah, and that's that's the big part. If you start getting and I know she's probably going to, the tide's starting to turn in her favor, it seems like. If that happens and that does go to court and they take they both parties go to court, I, I wholeheartedly think she'll win. Because that report it's it's garbage. It's just you can't leave something like that to interpretation. It has to be concrete. This is what's going on, this is what happened, this is your ban, and then if you, you wanna you still wanna appeal it, go right ahead. Um but again, in my opinion, she should be banned.
1: See, for me, it was open. You? Okay, the only open point for me was that whether you could prove that this substance indeed was a performance enhancing drug was the only open question personally to me. But once it's on the banned list, unknowingly, knowingly doesn't come. VADA can easily prove, ITF can easily prove this name was on the circulated list in the year-end. Mm-hmm. So it immediately goes into the banned list. You consumed it. You try to prove that you did it unintentionally. Maybe you get a year, but if you can't prove it, you get four years. Now, it it's very clear. The only angle Sharapova for me personally had was to prove that this was indeed a performance-enhancing in drug. We have had, Liverpool fans would know. We have had a case with Sako now, Yeah. Where there has been a ban, and it seems the argument has been whether that substance should ideally be on the list or not itself. Maybe that was the only argument I thought Sharapova had. But once. Vada is very clear this substance is on the list so i thought it was an open and said you just needed to have said you consumed it it was on the list unintentional unintentional doesn't matter you get four years done that's all the report should have said ideally to for me
2: yeah no i agree with that and if, and if that's if that's exactly what it had said i don't we again we would not be going through this it's spelled out clear as day like you said it is on the banned list no matter when you took it no matter how long you were taking it if they put it on the banned list you should have known that. that that's what this ultimately goes back to you, I don't know, is it just recklessness on her part, or is it just, oh, I don't care, they're not going to do anything to me type deal I, I, I don't really know, only she would know that, but yeah, you're right, it's on the ban list, you shouldn't have took it or you should have stopped taking it
1: I'm not so, the last point on the sharpo. I think we have literally taken it to the devs. do you think she's going to come back and play
2: well, if 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 it's a would she senior, want to
1: prove a point
2: uh I think bigger thing I think I think she loves tennis. I mean without knowing her of course. I, I mean why would you play all I mean as much as it's a game it's a sport there's a lot of travel there it's a grueling time. You know what I mean? It's not like it's all it's all easy. It's yeah, I'll play when I want to. No, you you get paid for showing up to these places so you, you have to play. I I think she'll try to make an attempt. But again, she's going to be 31. She's not a great – w- I wouldn't call her a great player now. She has, I think she's won five grand slams. That's a, that's a hell of an accomplishment. But you know she'll be on her downside of her career anyway. But I could see the main purpose I think she would come back, and maybe she doesn't need to play tennis for this, but it's all the endorsements. I mean, she made – in the last calendar year, she made $20 million in endorsements. That's only second, I think, behind Serena Williams in female athletes that's a hell of a reason to come back for me.
1: Yeah, see, let's assume it's two years, so she's back in Jan 2018. But the recent trend of actually women's tennis actually having older players succeed might be one. We have seen Hingis succeed. We've had mm-hmm. Flavia Panetta succeed. Sam Stosur has done well in the wrong uh, wrong side of the, you could say, peak in women's tennis. There were quite a lot of players in the women's side who has actually succeeded in what would you term is not the peak years of the career, and I think you talked about so many endorsement deals in, who, and so many sponsors who have stuck by her. She would want to come out and maybe come out and show that she does it, prove that she doesn't need drugs to succeed, maybe so that so that those endorsements continue to stick because she will continue making money throughout the career. She might not need tennis to make. We have seen a lot of players actually make money, far more money off tennis than on tennis. For me, Anna Kovnikova comes to mind straight away. But she would maybe want to clear her name and show that her sponsors were also right in sticking by her, maybe. That's my thought process, at least on this.
2: Yeah, no, I I think, again, I I agree with that. I think that they're going to kind of tell her. I think a lot of her sponsors are kind of waiting and saying, okay, this is how it played out. Now, this is how we're going to manage your career from here on out. If you want to be a Nike-sponsored athlete or Evian or, you know, I mean, she, she has head rackets. She's got a lot of them. They're going to dictate and say, hey, you know what? We'll stick by you, accept your band, and you come back and you show people that you still want to play tennis. Because, I, 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 you know, the the sponsors, they're paying her an awful lot of money. So, yeah, we'll see. But, I, I, I mean, she's, yeah, we'll see what happens.
1: But at a higher level, as we talked about, which Andrew sent to us, do you think ITF is doing enough to... Control this doping menace. What's your take, at least from whatever you have read, whatever you have seen?
2: No, I don't. I don't think so. I, I think it's one of the. I think tennis is one of those governing bodies that needs a little bit of overhaul on um, on doping. It, it seems like. A, I mean, I, I thought for years that Rafa Nadal was doing something that he wasn't supposed to. <laughs> and well, you know, it's funny. You it's, you're starting to see his body break down, and a lot of people say, "Oh, it's just for tennis that happens naturally." It's not like he's an old guy. I mean, his knees are bad, and when you're taking something, I mean, look hes look at his arms. He's got, like, bodybuilder arms, and I'm not saying you can't get them. I mean, of course you can, but most tennis players don't look that big. Um, I, I, tell you, I thought for years he was, and now his body has really gave out on him and let him down. So there's ways around it. I've read stuff before in the past in different books saying how shady the tennis um, doping uh, situation and testing is. But there's a lot of them look at the olympic testing sometimes that's a joke as well that was bad for years and they they redid that it's it's been better <laughs> but there's there's a lot of them that are questionable
1: and, and i think i think doping across sports could do overall yeah big not com. not only tennis so i think any any other Points on Sharapova you think you want to add on, Joey? Anything, any opinions? Yeah, you made it very clear you don't seem to like Sharapova, but any other things from all parties' sides, from Sharapova's side, ITF, VADA's side as sponsors. Any other points you would want to add?
2: I just think from Sharapova's point, I just find it very surprising why you would just keep doing a drug that you knew was banned. I don't, I don't buy the excuse that nobody who's around you or you or yourself included didn't know anything that it was that it was banned and all that i that's really surprising to me just stop taking it i mean it's just that that's that's the simple answer i understand you want to win that's great But if you're not good enough you're not good enough don't put your career in jeopardy by taking something that you just put yourself in like the worst situation you could possibly in your career
1: that's my whole question. Does, did she actually think she could consume it and get away, or is that the part of the argument that she took it unknowingly? Is she playing on the fact that why would I be so stupid to take it knowingly and get caught?
2: Yeah, but if you, if you took it unknowingly, why would you have taken it so many times and right before your matches? Like, was somebody just holding that in their mm. pocket and said, hey, <laughs> this will help you? Yeah, don't worry about it. It's a, it's a Flintstones vitamin. You know, it's not... <laughs> It's it's a little crazy like it, I, I don't I think, I don't I just don't buy that
1: I think taking it before the matches literally nails our case that's, I, mean. I
2: absolutely I totally agree there's that's exactly right That's exactly how I feel hmm.
1: so I, I think uh, we are going to come to the last bit Joey I'm going to ask you an opinion on it as an as a neutral party once I finish this uh, but okay. coming to his India have chosen their Olympic team it's always a controversy who is going to play with whom? Uh, so, to highlight the case for viewers who might not be aware, nobody, in no famous tennis player in India literally wants to play with Leander Pace. Sanya Mirza doesn't favour playing with Leander Pace. Bopana doesn't play, favour playing with Leander Pace. So, uh, last time there was huge can- controversy and Sanya Mirza was literally put up as the bait to pacify Pace. But ultimately, Bopana, before the decision was made, has, had written a letter to the a T A All India Tennis Association saying he wants to actually partner with uh, Saket Maineni who's ranked world number 125 in doubles, while Pace is ranked 46 and I think Bopana is ranked 9 or 11, I'm not sure. So Bopana got a choice, but he was very clear that his game doesn't suit with Pace which is quite clear. He prefers having someone who has a big cross-court game, big serve, while he seems to believe that Pace is not the right party, but uh, but no one wants to play with Pace. But Pace has just come off winning a mixed doubles Grand Slam. This is the only mixed doubles Grand Slam I think he didn't have. Now He has a full set of uh, for both uh, uh, doubles and mixed doubles in all four Grand Slams. So, good luck to him. And uh, so, nobody wanted to play with Pace. And the problem in mixed doubles is people like Martina Hing- Hingis and Federer are going to play together. And so, the ranking cutoffs are going to be higher. So, Sanyam is just point was she didn't. She wanted a player whose ranking would improve so that she gets seeded. So she wanted to play with Bopana. Bopana being in the top 15 in the men's double, she wanted to partner with Bopana so that they would get seeded because the whole system would going to go for a toss with Federer and uh, Hingis most probably playing together. So ultimately, AATA listened to all arguments. They have decided that Pace is going to play. He's going to become the first tennis player, I think, to play in seven Olympics. This is going to be his seventh Olympics. So, he's going to partner with Bopana while Mirza gets the choice of playing with Bopana in the mixed doubles. So, uh, uh, Joey, coming to you, so is US teams also facing, has faced issues like this before? Would mm-hmm. you, as an outsider, what what do you think? Because last time, Mirza was quite unhappy that she, she was forcibly partnered with Pace so that Pace's ego could be massaged. And he, she thought that Uh, the AATA literally sacrificed any chances they had in mixed doubles by prioritizing on the men's doubles and uh, prioritizing that men's doubles should be played. And ultimately, we won nothing in tennis. So this time, Bopana is playing with pace. Pace ranking in doubles as men's doubles has actually dropped to 46 because he's literally changed partners. He's just wanted to play to ensure he's fit enough to go to uh, Rio. But uh, first things first, uh, Joey's seventh Olympics as a tennis player. Ah, uh, that's
2: quite impressive. How old is I, this guy?
1: Leander Pace is uh, India's like the number one player. He won the singles bronze in '96 Atlanta for you, when Agassi won the gold and Bruguera was it who won the silver I think. So he actually won the singles bronze. So wow. He, so '96 was the second. He's playing from he's played from '92 Barcelona I think. So he's now he's literally hitting 40. So, he he won the mixed doubles with Hingis in the French Open. Oh, so, okay. So, now he's been chosen. But I'm talking about the politics of choosing. Sania Murza literally put her foot down and said, the cutoffs are going to be higher because of teams pairing up and she wants a better partner. This time, she's got a chance. But she was very unhappy that the last London Olympics, they literally sacrificed the chances of winning a medal, but I'm just talking about politics of choosing teams. So does it happen in U.S. tennis also? Have you come across incidents? but uh, is it a sense- straightforward system?
2: No, it's definitely not a straightforward system. Uh, incidents offhand, I I can't remember exactly uh, names, so I apologize. But it, it politics and sports is huge in the U.S. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't agree with, you know, if a player doesn't want to play with another one, you, you have to massage egos there. Uh, yeah, that happens all the time in America, where egos are rampant. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I, it sounds like that's quite the problem with Indian uh, tennis.
1: Yeah, the ATA now have said, Bopana and Pace, since you're going to play together in the Olympics, they have chosen them as the doubles team for the Davis Cup, upcoming Davis Cup, and said you better sort out problems. It should have been the case last time also, but maybe lessons learned better than better late than never. So, India is putting out any, any news from the U.S. side who's going to play in the Olympics?
2: Uh, I have not heard exactly who yet. I'm not 100% sure.
1: Okay, who do you think might play? Because you would know who are the potential players, who are best players who might go and play.
2: Uh, men's or women's?
1: Both.
2: Uh, well, I imagine Serena's going to go. Uh, do I, I you think that, the
1: v- Williams sisters would play doubles?
2: Uh, that's a, That's actually, you know what? I think they would because it's for your country. I think that's potential. I don't know. I'm not saying they absolutely, definitely are, but I know as Americans, like you know, most countries are very, very patriotic, and that's that's the high level. You get the whole world sees you. So I could see them doing that. I think the last Olympics, she beat Sharapova, I believe, if I'm if I'm correct, in women's singles, right?
1: Mm, Yeah, I think she has the gold medal now.
2: Yeah, I thought so. I could see her. I'm looking forward to seeing her. I mean, the, the United States doesn't have a lot of. Uh, we talked about this before. We don't have a lot of talent in the pipeline, per se, so I don't know if there's anybody I'm really, really looking forward to other than her going.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to find out if there has been anything announced from your side. I'm just checking up to see whether any, uh, any anything has been announced. But yeah, as you said, I, I'm not sure I can find a list of any players who are, who are going to play. So, Looking ahead to before we close, or looking ahead to Wimbledon, your top picks right away now. If you if I have to ask, would it be Serena and Djokovic, or do you think Serena is not going to win?
3: Uh,
1: I've
2: I said Djokovic for sure, and I'm gonna say it because I really want to believe it deep down inside. Yes, I think Serena is gonna win that after losing two. Yeah, she's gonna be really pissed, and I think she's gonna be really really. She needs this one, she does to prove that she's still top dog.
1: Okay, so. When we get to Wimbledon, maybe we'll see what we have committed. And I'm quite sure Djokovic is going to win, so we should be saying, "Ah, we were right." But it's now no longer any fun saying we were proved right that Djokovic could win. There's no fun left in that. So, Joey, before we close out, any plugs? Anything you have been writing recently recently, or are going to write?
2: Uh, I recently wrote. Uh, I think it was a few weeks ago at this point. My first article for Anfield Index, which is how I grew up rooting for, how I grew to root up. Grew up rooting for Liverpool, um, trying to do some other stuff, but usually kids get in the way of that. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> understandable. Okay, so uh, from my side, we recorded a global podcast this this morning where we Dan Rhodes was on it, Kalen, as usual, the great host was on it, where we discussed about whether our our, our history and whether constantly referring to our history is inhibiting Liverpool from progressing and whether we are focusing too much towards the future in buying players so that is one thing which we are going to look forward to it should be out in a couple of days and there are lots of pieces on the Anfield Index app lots of podcasts to listen so please check them out all when you get time so that's all for this episode we'll look forward to your company in the next time any feedback do let us know thank you
0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger.
0: Offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones
2: who get it done.
0: Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time